What's up? Excuse me. Anyways, this is David Speaks. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about a few things, but mainly about influence. Um, and not necessarily in the mainstream way that people think of influence. Uh, you know, I was going to originally do an episode about what, why certain, why the media, why the things that you listen to, you watch, or you believe, or you read, or whatever it is, listen to, whether that be a podcast like mine or whatever it is, is influencing you. But then I decided to just talk about this in more general terms, because there's a lot more that's involved as well. Uh, Specifically when it comes to how you are relating, uh, how are you, not not how you're relating, but how you are, um, that's what I'm looking for, how you are reacting, that's the word, to what you're listening to, what, whatever it is that you're listening to, whatever it is that you're watching, listening to. Um, I talked about this in a little bit in my uh, last episode about uh, can you learn too much? Or no, was it that one? I was about maybe it was about, the one one about survival. But uh, I talked a little bit about this. Um, you know, there's there are certain music is mu- musics out there that are like you know not not that they're necessarily bad or anything, but I I will point. To them as really good examples of this because uh, you you see the results of this music and what it's done over the past 30 years or so. Now it's also possible that because of this particular music it's just become more prominently obvious which is also partly true but I also think that this particular music is also causing this as well. Uh, and I'm talking about um, very specifically, certain rap music. I'm not going to say all rap music is lumped into this because not all rap music is is going to necessarily just share these specific type characteristics or types. But most rap music, especially from uh, the early, you know, late 2000s and 1990s, um, had this very main, this very characteristic. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm saying that they're evil or bad or whatever. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that they may have just, you know, they may have also been a victim of this as well, in a sense. Um, in the sense that they are also caught up in this, you know, problem as well. Um... So, when I'm talking about rap music, you know, people might get mad at me. I'm like, they're saying, it, you, they think I'm saying that, you know, all rap music is bad or that, whatever it is they want to say. But that's not really what I'm saying. I'm saying that certain music, rap music, whatever music it is, uh, you know, that portrays a certain group and glorifies this group, you know, glorifies... Uh, this group's violence uh, and other things, and it's not just music; it's media. 
um, media has been reticent to go after and criticize Antifa's violence because most of the media that's you know doing this that's you know they're they're all progressive or they're all left leaning and they all think that because these others are also left leaning that they're they're in the same group but that's not really how it works Antifa doesn't really think in that way it's either them or it's everybody against everybody else pretty much with them uh, and because they don't really realize this, because either 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 they don't really realize this, or they're, deliber- they're deliberately being ignorant about it, people have been, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a there's a, a lack of critical uh, thinking in regards to this particular group, and so the radicalization. Of the left, in particular, the organization of Democrats, has caused this to happen. Uh, not all, maybe not even most. Uh, most of them are, you know, pretty centrist. But you see, you see this um, spreads to such an extent that you know things are starting to happen. Um, you know, part of it is to. And, and much of it is due to these extreme sectors that have not been uh, criticized, that have not really been, um, not even necessarily criticized, but have not been shown by the left the flaws of these groups. And so these groups have been able to spread uh, without much resistance. I'm not saying that this is the left's problem, that the left is evil or whatever. I'm saying that this is because of the influence this is because of what influence does. This is, uh, you know, there was a, something I've talked about this in my book, the power that be, that that the powers that be a little bit. Where, um, you know, there's a quote from C.W.G. that says, "What is the message that you are receiving?" What is the message that you're sending? What is the message you're getting from the world? And what is the message that you're sending? I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what it is. Uh, and so that's that's what I'm getting at here. Is that the world is... You are, you are receiving a message. Uh, and this message is influencing you. Even if you don't think it's influencing you. It's just still influencing you in some way. Um... Which is why I say be very careful about what media you're listening to. I'm not even necessarily even talking about fake news. I'm talking about music. Uh, you know, a lot of these. Uh, a really good example of this, and I really hate to point this example out because it's not, you know, <clears throat> necessarily politically correct or anything. But uh, uh, certain groups um, that exist. Let me turn this on. Make things a little less loud in here. Or less warm. So certain groups exist that talk about gangsters and all these things. You know, murdering and, you know, selling drugs and stuff like this. And that would not be so bad if it wasn't, for the most part, glorified. And, you know, whatnot. 
Uh, and I'm not the only person who's known, noticed this, right? I'm not the only person who's made uh, points about this. Uh, you know, there was a channel that I just read, uh, saw the other day that talked about this. Um, who, you know, particularly knows this well and, and really went into this in great detail. Um, but he went in way more detail than I'm willing to go here because, you know, I'm not talking, I'm not specifically trying to, um, go after this group necessarily. I'm just pointing out a pattern. So another sort of, um, influence is actually, there's a, there's many different influences though. So the other influence that it happens is, and, you know, the, the other influences from the media itself, of course, right? And I'm not even talking about the left-wing media or the right-wing media. I'm t- talking about the general uh, state, the general message that the med- media is sending you. What is the messages that the media is sending you, you might be asking? Well, it's specifically fear-based, mostly. It's all about riots, coronavirus. There's nothing very positive that's on the media. I'm not saying that they're doing this on purpose to, you know, keep you stuck in a certain uh, state of mind in a certain evolution, but it does do that anyways. Um, but it, but um, don't think that these things don't have some kind of influence on you, especially if you are, you know, listening to them and listening to them and taking them seriously and saying that this is important or saying this is valid or whatever it is. Um, There's also the uh, messages you receive from your idols. And these, these idols may not necessarily even be people like Martin Luther King Jr. or, you know, a Gandhi or whatever it is. Although there's actually some evidence about that, about Gandhi that, you know, make it seem like he wasn't, you know, the person people think he was. But that's another story. Um, but... These, these idols also have influence. And people think and realize this, right? But they don't really realize how deep this goes. This rabbit hole, rabbit hole goes. And because they don't um, look at the fundamental understandings and change them, or at least realize that they have them, so that they're not as influenced by them, or so that they realize that they exist. And if they don't really vibe with what they authentically are... Um, you know, they, they can then change them. But because they don't really look at this, because they don't really realize how important this is, uh, to look at, you know, the, your metaphysics or your fundamental understandings is what I also kind of call it. Um, you will be doing and saying and thinking these, uh, thinking things, and you're, you're not even going to realize why you're doing this. But the secret motive is there. The motive is... The secret reason is there. The reason is, you know, the, these fundamental understandings, this metaphysics that you have. Um, so you, you could also be getting influence from science, from this idea of reason that exists. I'm going to be making a video about this because this idea of reason itself is flawed. It's completely inaccurate. It's reason, reason doesn't really work this way. The mind doesn't work this way. 
reason itself is uh, made up. I know you might you rationalists won't don't want to hear this, but it is. It's made up. It's made up, and I'm going to be going into how this and, and why this is late in another episode because this idea of reason itself. I'm not even talking about like reason in the rationalist perspective in, in, the, in this particular case. I'm talking about reason. Like, you had your reasons for this, or you have a reason to do something, is causing... It's also the influence. So it's not just other people. It's not just your parents that are influencing you. It's not just your society, your elders, your religion, your, your, your ideas about science and life and whatever it is. It's also coming from you as well. But because you have so many other influences... The stuff that's actually coming from you is probably less than like 9%, 10%. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but uh, if you don't really realize this, if you don't really see um, the pattern of this, and especially if you don't see uh, how this is actually affecting you in everyday life, you're not really going to change them. You're not really going to realize how important they really are because they are really important. I mean, I could go into serious detail about why this is. Uh. It could. I could take me hours. I could do a part two, a part three, a part four, a part five, a part six. I could do about a year's worth of content just on this particular subject alone because there's so much information that's um, specifically specifically. Uh, happening in you you know people have this idea I, I had it for a long time but right um, that they have an idea or they, they, they have a motive or they have reason for and and then they do something from that state of mind they uh, or uh, I'm just trying to figure out how, to, how uh, Leo from actualized that works said it but uh, he made a good. He made some good points, right? There's a good series that he did called "Understanding Survival." There's two parts. I think it's two or three parts. Um, and he talks about this a little bit. And the first part, of where people have this idea that you are doing things because of these. Um, ideas that you have but what's actually what actually is happening and it's kind of a strange thing I didn't realize this until you said this but then I've been looking into it I've been like seeing it more and more but what is actually happening is that this this feeling of you that's inside of your head is actually being these things right and so because it's being these things it's actually um, taking it's actually do is that, that, that is actually what is causing the thoughts and what is causing you to do these things and you know, causing these influences so it's not just about the outside influences it's not just about your thoughts you could have you could have a million thoughts every day all day long about the same thing saying I you know I like peace I, I, I like you know compassion and all these things but if you're not actually being these things if we don't have the uh, fundamental interest uh, fundamental understanding uh, inside of your being, in a sense. Uh, I might go into this because it's a kind of a strange thing that happens. But uh, if you don't have this, you don't really. You're not actually 
You're just giving yourself platitudes, basically. There's not actually anything that's happening there. Um, not saying that you're you're dumb or that you're bad or whatever. I'm just saying that this happens. Uh, and probably the most important thing, because it's not just about looking at what your what your influence is. It's looking at what your thoughts are saying. What are your thoughts saying about what's happening? What 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 happened? Those these things are being influenced by what by this this feeling that you have in your head that you that feels like it's you, right? Uh, and it's hard to really put into words, right? But there's um, a feeling uh, in your head, probably going to be in your head, probably like in the middle of your head, uh, or maybe like downwards. But uh, there's a bit of a, a there's a, it's going to be in your head or in your body somewhere, but mostly it's in your head. Um, and this feeling of you has these this influence, this all these like. Things that it is being. I'm not talking emotions here. Even I'm talking about uh, fundamental metaphysical uh, understandings and realities. Not even understandings, because understandings makes it sound like you um, you have a choice. And I'm not saying you don't have a choice, but because you are being these things so deeply. It is almost like you are. It's your reality, in a sense that it's real for this this feeling of you. It's so real that you couldn't. You almost couldn't even imagine anything differently. Because this 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 reality of sorts. I'm going to call it reality because because it does. It seems very real, even though it's not. But uh, this reality. Um, is causing these thoughts, causing the words, causing the actions. Um, and there's nothing wrong with this. Actually, this is a very good and useful gift. But uh, because we don't really realize this, because we haven't really been too truly conscious enough to see this, we are we're falling into new traps that that are caused by our reality, our mind reality is what I call it. But because it's so strong inside of you, I might as well just call it reality, your reality. Because it is, it's so real, it's so strong within you. Because you are literally being these things. These things are literally within you. Not even not not as thoughts necessarily even, but as a sort of reality, a sub reality. That I could tell you, like for instance, if you if you had this beingness within you, this reality of sorts within you, about let's say you had this about the idea of water not wasn't wet, I could tell you a million times and show you a million ways that water is wet, but if you stuck to this, if you you know didn't see this reality within yourself. You couldn't question it. You couldn't com confidently say that it's inaccurate. You know, you see a lot of this with flat earthers. You see this a lot of this with religious people. 
Uh, you see a lot of this everywhere in politics. It's why I've stayed. Why I'm, uh, you know, staying away from politics. I haven't made a whole lot of videos on political ideas and thoughts lately. Last video I made was about why you shouldn't trust polls, because polls are really. Uh, I mean, I tried to make upload two, but YouTube's. I don't know. It's not working for some reason. I might try it again. Um, mostly to see if it will work, but uh, who knows? But if I do ever make political videos again, it's not going to be in the same way, because I realized that um, you, when you actually speak these things aloud, your beliefs, your what you, what your reality is. It becomes stronger inside of you. It becomes more than just a fantasy land at this point. And how does this happen? How does how does this being happen? How does this become part of your being? Um, it's complicated, but mostly it seems to happen. When you're really young, uh, mostly a lot of these things come inside of you when you're really young and when you don't have, you know, when you're not able to think critically about these things, when you're not able to see it critically and look at these things consciously. And most people still don't have this today because they, they don't even realize, it, either they don't realize it, it's possible Or they don't you know, care, or they resist it, actively resist that this thing can be changed because they don't want it to be changed. Um, it's a strange thing that happens there. And, um, you know, I can't tell you what to do. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you that this exists within you. And if you don't realize this, if you don't look at it, you know, you're going to be constantly trapped within it. Uh, no, there was. There's an exercise, a sort of exercise, I guess. Not really an exercise, but. Uh, well, I guess it's a kind of an exercise, but. Uh, from one of the episodes of Understanding Survival. And he really goes into detail about this, this idea of understanding survival. Um, and there's so. I'm going to say that a 90. Eight, ninety-nine percent of what you do, what you think, what you say, what you feel, what you believe, whatever it is, comes because of survival. I'm not even talking about physical survival, um, because it's not just about physical survival. It's about, you know, men, it's about your ego's survival, your uh, your identity's survival, your um, survival of a certain thing like for instance if a dog starts barking in your neighborhood or something right if it really starts to annoy you in order for you to survive it your ego to survive it it starts getting annoyed it's, maybe maybe you'll say out loud shut up shut up dog shut up this type of thing right um this 
is 99.9999% of what your mind is doing, what you're doing. And I'm talking about your mind. I'm not talking about some separate thing from you, for the most part. Um, your mind, your ego, is you in the sense that there is like... Well, here's why I don't really like the term ego. There's a couple of reasons for it, right? The main reason is because it makes it sound as if the ego is actually a character. It's actually something that really truly exists as um, a knowable, understandable, uh, physical, you know, thing. Like a cat, right? You know what a cat exists. Um... But but you know when you when you hear the word ego, and when you understand this idea of ego, um, where's it going with this? So if you if you hear this word ego and you understand the idea of ego, you're reinforcing this idea that your character really truly exists. And then it's real in the sense that it, you know, can be, not, not only can it be represented, but it's, but also can be felt and understood and, you know, seen. Because it's not, um, you know, because it's an actual, like, entity that exists. But it doesn't exist. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Um... It's hard to really, really, really put into words because, you know, when, when somebody says something like the ego doesn't exist, you might be saying, well, I, I don't think that's true because the ego is right here. You know, it's, it's saying things, it's, you know, wanting things, it's all this stuff. I'm not saying that it, there, there isn't thoughts in your head about wanting things and saying things and thinking things. But to say that this is actually caused or is coming from a character within your mind is the illusion that is not real that doesn't exist that's inaccurate that's an inaccurate view of what's actually happening there is no character there that's those are just they're just they're, those are just thoughts and when you believe that these thoughts are actually coming from a character the illusion keeps going I'm not, I'm not saying that the illusion is going to end when you, when you truly see this, but it's going to, you know, really kind of make an, a, a dent. It's going to make you go, wow. But then you might say, well, well what are, am I, why, aren't I the character? And I would say, not really. You're, well, it's complicated because you have been so long um, merged, pretty much, not even merged, but you have believed and thought you're, you, you are this character for so long that it seems and is, in a sense, that, um, that you are the character. But you're not actually the character. Because if you actually observe the mind, you can actually observe the mind. And if you could observe the mind, 
you wouldn't be the character. It'd be like if a cat could step back or step um, I'm trying to figure out a way to put this in words. It'd be like if I if somebody told you to um, look at yourself. Look at yourself. Well, you might look at a mirror, but that's not really what looking at yourself means. Because that's a mirror. Look, look at yourself. Turn your eyeballs around in your head and look at your brain. Look at yourself. You can't really do that. It doesn't really work that way. And even if you could, even if you look at your body, if you can't look at your body, like your arm or whatever, your leg, the mistake that the mind makes is to think that this is an individual's body. Um, even now, the, the mind might be arguing with me, saying, well, this is me, this is, this is me. I'm right here, David. What are you talking about? You're dumb. And uh, there's no way I can convince you of this. Even if you agree with me, you're not you're not really seeing this truth for yourself. You're not really helping yourself in this in this manner at all. Even if you um, say, "Yeah, you know what? You're you might be right," or you know what that you're right. You're not helping yourself. You're not fixing. You're not. You know, looking at the illusion. This is the illusion, believing in another uh, uh, an idea, another idea that it can, can hold on to, anything at all to keep you from looking within, even to look keep you from looking at the truth, to keep you from looking at what I'm saying, even uh, what I'm truly saying, and what I'm saying keep you from looking for what I'm sure I'm saying. I'm not saying that you you look at what the words are. Look at what the words are. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying look at this feeling of you and tell me if well, it's hard to it's really hard to really see this. Uh, but, but but you can almost keep uh, you know, it's it's really hard to uh, convince people of this that there is no you there's no like individual you there um, because the awareness uh, is aware of the thoughts and so because the awareness is aware of the thoughts in the mind and the body and is also aware of other things it thinks that it it, it um because that happens, the mind, the e- whatever it is, the mind, even though the mind doesn't really exist in the sense of a character, you know, because this happens, because the awareness sees this, and because the awareness isn't, you know, aware of itself, because the awareness isn't aware of the truth, it assumes or thinks, in a sense, uh, it, although this isn't really accurate, but it assumes it thinks that this is because I am an individual. Because people tell you this, right? You know, people. Um, that's another. That's another thing, right? The influence when you're younger. And I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. Actually, I'm, this is a, kind of a necessary thing, at least at first. 
um, you know, when when you're younger, when you're born, when you're younger, when you grow up, you know, people say, say, you, you, and then they point at you. Or, you know, where's, where are you? Where, where are you, David? And I was like two or three or four, and then I like, I'm right here. And so this, this illusion kept getting reinforced and reinforced and reinforced until eventually, you know, you know, back in those days, you know, you may have had a bit of an identity, but mostly it was, you know, not really there. That's why you could have all this fun, all this joy, and the magic that came with life. Um, uh, when you get older, you know, this identity became apparently established. Um, you know, it's hard to really see this, because I, I, I even have moments, like even now... I noticed this for about five minutes when I was talking about it. But even now, you know, the, the thoughts, the thoughts want to keep telling me that this is not true, right? Or trying to convince me that this is inaccurate. That this is, what, what are you talking about, David? I'm right here. What are you talking about? But there's nothing that says that this is true, that this is actually real. I'm not saying that there's, there's, there isn't a body here, there isn't awareness here. Or that there isn't thoughts here. I'm saying that that doesn't mean that there's a character here. Or an actual entity of sorts. In the sense that, you know, of an of a individual entity. Um, although that's another story, topic. I kind of went on a little bit of a rant there, but... Uh, you know, it's one of the things that kind of happens as well. It's also important to understand with the in individualized thing as well. Although with that one, it's really hard to really see. And you know, you might catch glimpses of this every once in a while, and then you forget because the mind is very easily sneaking you around and all this thing, all this stuff. Um... You know, because this this also has to do with the terrible limitations of language. Because the language is so limited and so dualistic. I talked about this in my YouTube video, but it's been a while. Um, but basically, language, because language is dualistic. And when I mean dualistic, I don't mean that there's two only two, diff two different things within language, like this or that. But what dualism means in this case is... This not that mentality. So, for instance, you go to a grocery store, or you go, you 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 get a list, you get a piece of paper, and you write down like eighty or ninety things. I mean, that's a lot of things. So just giving an example here, you write down out eighty ninety things that you want to shop for in the store. That is dualism, in the sense that you're you're making distinctions. Not saying that these distinctions are bad; these are necessary distinctions. But it's dualism, and when you're trying to talk about the one, the true, with a capital T, one, or whatever it is, when you want to call it awareness, whatever it is, um, this, this language languaging problem happens because the one is one. You cannot really separate the one. You can't really. Um, say that the one is many different things but because language is so dualistic 
and it has to be dualistic because thoughts are so dualistic and they have to be dualistic you can't really get very much and very accurate uh, information from language uh, you know that's the other influence so there's many different influences from language culture society you know there's different languages that also have different influences you know, like Spanish or whatever it is whatever Islam or you know Arabic uh, Aramaic although they don't, they don't think that's even spoken anymore but um, things like this and you may not think that languages language has an influence on you but it is because it's limiting because it's limiting you to only certain things there are certain words and certain understandings that are actually in other languages that aren't necessarily in English um they can't really be expressed the same way as it can in this other language. Um, there's also the, the influence of concepts. Because concepts are also very limiting. Because there are some things that you can get from concepts. And concepts can be useful. But because concepts are only uh, pointers and only uh, supposed to be meant to show you and get you to the actual truth, especially when it comes to non-duality and spirituality and all this stuff. Um, you know, concepts are mo more like showing you by pointers. You know, there's a saying that says, you know, the teaching is the finger pointing at the moon. And most people are pointing, at, are looking at the finger and not at the moon. This is another way of saying the map is not the territory. Um, and most people look at the map. And not really the territory. The other problem is also the contradictions that come about with language. Uh, and there's so many contradictions. Reality itself has no contradictions. The contradictions come about because of language itself. Um, you know, Actualize.org had talked about this in an episode. I forget what it was called. But uh, anyways, before I go on for another 40 minutes, I'm going to end it. Because I have some do things to do. I'm going to go do some dishes and stuff. So uh, this is David Speaks. And I'll talk to you on the next episode.